That's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. That's. <laughs> it, oh, look, well, aim. Yes. Aim is. Aim is one thing, and then execution is another. That's which right. Is, which is the story all of our lives. In right? the, all the planning in the world. Ah, but for a breeze. Indeed. My brother Dennis, it's been like uh, four weeks. Like, we have never had this long of a time off in all of our... It's one thing. It was, it was what, the, what they call one thing or another. Yes, indeed. There were songs about that. In, in true, true, was true, that? true one that. Thing. One thing or another. Who is that? Come on. Uh, one thing or another. I Huh? That's your generation, bro. Not mine. No. Was that Duran Duran? Maybe. Yeah. Should well. we look it up? Should we should we, we should we take a moment? Should we? Yeah. Yeah, let me uh let me get right on that. We cool. <laughs> The we of this is me waiting for you to do it. That's my involvement. One way or another. Yes. I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. That one. A uh, song by... Oh, that's the, that's the Pretenders. A song by Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker. What? That doesn't seem right. No, you're looking at a... Hocus Pocus. Musical bit. Uh, no. Blondie. Blondie. Blondie, what? Blondie, Blondie. Blondie. Yes. Bingo. Nice. Nailed it. Bingo. I said Pretenders. That was closer. I saw Blondie in concert in 1999 in fucking Denmark. Oh, no. And I, I was like, the, my, my friends were like, we're going to go to this music festival. And I saw Blondie and Al Green and Blur. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Al Green? The... the really? Not not our Al Green, but uh, no, the other of course one. not the Al Green. Yes. Uh, and it was just this this music festival uh, where they had all of these uh, crazy acts. That, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's my claim to minimal fame. Claim to Blondie fame, yes. but. Uh, <laughs> eh, so, it's been. Uh, are you looking for a mute button so you can cough? Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, just cough that. and I'll edit. <coughs> yeah, I'll do one too. <coughs> there. Uh, so, we. Since we have spoken. At the last, the last episode, I was in a hotel in Alicante, Spain, and there was a music thump thump going yes. on in the background. In the pool next door, and, by recall. And what was going on down there was a party for some rich people. They were all in like uh, ball gowns and tuxedos, evening clothes and right. shit, and formal and. In the pool uh, of the hotel, there were synchronized swimmers. 
There was a group of four women, I, and I had noticed them that afternoon practicing. In that, you have the most unnormal in that life pool. of anyone I uh, know. But apparently, Spain is like does really well in synchronized swimming in the Olympics every year. Uh, and now we know why. It's uh, they never so practice. they were, you know, uh, dancing to water dancing to ABBA and shit while we were trying to do our podcast. Sure, man, ABBA. But maybe maybe Blondie too. Uh, I don't know. Well, could be. But could be. Uh, so since then, uh, my parents have visited and. While they were here, I managed to contract COVID Catch for the COVID. second time, uh, which was delightful. It was... Uh, was it? How was it? Bad. Last time you had it, you said, eh, I felt sick, No, that, no big the deal. The first time I had it, it was... Uh, and this time, too, the major drag was the quarantining. Uh, the But the first time, I felt find and like went to work even though I had to be watching my also COVID positive uh, eight year old uh, in the same apartment uh, but he was fine watching movies or whatever uh, this time it was uh, I had a I had like cold symptoms sniffle and, and blowing my nose and stuff but a, just a general feeling of I don't want to do any fucking thing today, except for watch TV, uh, which I did, uh, and so I was able to consume uh, some oh. interesting television. Um, and we're currently not engaged together with any series. That's one of the things that uh, makes the past four weeks different. We go with seasonal, obviously, but. Um, we're waiting for the beginnings of the new season with the strike and whatnot, which is now resolved. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> but the the TV show that I watched uh, mainly, I consumed one called Station Eleven, which it, it right, just... which I could not find here anywhere on HBO. Which you tell me is whether it's filmed here or not. We are the make believe. Te- we are the 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 central location of the so of the movie. it's it's uh, it's an apocalypse movie where yeah. some where a lot of the people start off in Chicago and they end up uh, they end up going around Michigan. There's this uh, they end up forming, which was really interesting to me. The idea of okay. Whatever your previous job was, is gone now. What are you going to dedicate the hours of the day to? Like, once once you once you have food and water, which was a very important initial part. You know your Maslow's uh, pyramid or whatever. Uh, but the they a lot of them uh, they formed this like traveling uh, Shakespearean company and they were just like they just went whole into art like I want to be as creative and artistic as I as I can be uh, because 
I don't need. I don't need to understand spreadsheets anymore because what the right. fuck? Like the economy, the, there's no economy anymore. Uh, I just want to uh, be myself and spread my my talents that way. Uh, and that was what happened. Uh, it says, I don't even. It says it's a mini series that premiered on HBO. Max on December 16th 2021 and ran for 10 episodes so it really should be on your HBO I know I know I feel the same way well I I was excited and checked it out and then the moment uh, passed uh oh they might be after me they drive by drive by drive by drive by drive by they drove by Anyway, we've uh, we, so we've so. Had, did you? Uh, is it available to you, and you just haven't found the time? I no 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 no. It was not available to me in the in the in the full search I did. My search didn't include whether or not I am in fact as I thought I was part of HBO Max, as opposed to making sure that I'm signed up. So that's the check. Um, so I mean I HBO suspect. HBO. Turned into what they call Max now, just by itself. Right, I know okay. that. But in my search of my current subscription of HBO okay. Max slash Max, I couldn't find it. Therefore, I think I must not have full engagement in the full menu. Okay. I got a science or get your shit together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean. I mean, I've been meaning to do it. Yeah. I've been meaning yeah. to do it. Okay, well, we we can talk about that. I think I can still remember that into the future because uh, it was such an interesting... Like I told you, I think it's comparable to to The Last of Us in... Yes, in, in that same kind of it, moving... Apocalyptic movements over urban terrain. Yes, and you don't. And, but and you don't which, even need. And a lot of this was not even urban. Uh, a lot of this was like uh, walking across Lake Michigan when it's frozen in the winter and shit. Uh, like, there's, uh, well, there's a lot of. It must have been pretty cold for the whole lake to freeze over. Well, I mean, when we went to Mackinac Island, they they told us that. You know, at some point, there's a there's a there's a period where you can't where the boats don't go until the trucks can drive over. Uh, where like, but eventually the the trucks are driving over like Lake Michigan, so that that certainly happens. Um, Across the north south <clears throat> boundaries. Look. The the Mac, uh definitely uh, told me that uh, that during the winter they have trucks that drive over and they like they set up. Oh sure, that's there. But you're talking about across Lake Michigan. That would be to Canada. I uh, I don't know exactly what, I don't what part want to of the lake. You down too much with. I don't want to pin you down with geography or anything, but when you go from Mackinac City to Mackinac Island, you're crossing Mackinac Channel, not Lake Michigan. It is a it is a 
tributary of Lake Michigan, but it's not actually like the lake actually runs much larger than that. Yes. And so when you say you drive across Lake Michigan, I now I know what you mean. Your your description is lacking quite 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 a bit. But now I know. Look, they talked about walking some part of it from walking now. No no trucks. No no no. The the apocalypse. Uh, oh. The, Why is that script always running? God damn it. I do this shit every day. What are you running a script? Yes, it's there's a, a thing that comes up that says the script is running and taking up space. Do you want to stop it? And I say yes. It's like how many? What I gotta keep telling you? God, it's like I, I had I tried it to script this said, whole get that shit out of there podcast, but whatever. Uh, so that was cool, and COVID was shitty, but survivable. Yeah. And well, uh, and I. I'm so happy to work for a company that uh, where where I can just say, uh, I got COVID. See you next week. I'll catch up. With and you. yeah, and they're like, okay, good luck. And and then yeah. when I said that on Tuesday, by Friday I was already okay and like was was working. Uh, but yeah, that's that's cool. Hey. Let me. Let, I will continue with the mic. Uh, uh, we. When I was in. And so you shall. So, so you shall. I shall relinquish my time. Okay. No. Let's let let's go. To, let's go to you. And, Back and, to you, and, Chet. And, Back to you, Chet. No, I'm I'm intrigued. So. You've got one when, one little anecdote after another. When I was in, we haven't talked in a while. You're obviously all pent up. Go on, come come forth. When I was in come Alicante, together. I met a listener. What? What? When you were where? So, this is a Polish uh, lad uh, who I actually met. His name is Stanley, isn't it? No, his name is. Piotr. Yes, it is. Piotr. Yes. My name is Piotr. Yes. My middle name is Stanley. Yes. Uh, uh, and we were just on a bus going from 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 one venue to another, and and he and he said to me, "Hey, I've listened to your podcast about drinking or whatever it is," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, really?" And he said. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, too funny. Hey, and, and you got to you got to help me. How do I? How do a, I? But Mike button at the bottom the of the sound quickly. Mike button. There's the mic. The there you go. Okay, he muted. And, and he. Oh, too funny. He said, uh, "Yeah." And I actually met him uh, last last year, 2022. In May was the first time I met him, and he said. And he still listens. No, he said I listened before I met before I ever met you in person, just to get a feel for who you who you were, or whatever. And he hasn't listened since. Uh, but <laughs> well, well, it's just as I thought then. But but he was like, oh, I totally listened to like one or two of your podcast episodes, uh, and I was like, cool, cool, cool. Well, what do you think? <laughs> he was like, well. You know, uh, 
just to get a sense of your voice, I guess, because I had never met you. But now that I've met you, I don't need. But uh, anyway, I thought that was well, freaking hilarious, yeah. too, that we had a, briefly, had a Polish listener. And Peter. Peter Stanley. Yes. So uh, hats off to Peter Stanley. And may, may your Polish God be with ye. Uh, Amen. How are, how are you doing Polish icon in, the, in the dark? Oh, no. The light just turned on. Okay. No, it went off again. Well, it's uh, the sun is... Uh, there's clouds. Yes. They're moving by. We briefly had a That's, lunar eclipse, but it was cloudy, and so we couldn't see it last week. Wow. That's cool. So, tell me about your... Seen the, have I've, you I've been, been... Have you caught a fish or something? What's what's new in your world, man? Oh, well, so... In the uh, last freaking month. In a month. Yes, I... Uh, I uh, did go to the uh, Pierre Marquette, and I uh, caught a uh, a trout that was worthy of a of a picture, brown trout, and uh, nice salmon, couple others maybe. Uh, I went back again uh, yesterday, Sunday. What's today? Wednesday, Tuesday. I went yesterday morning to the Pierre Marquette. My wife and I. Went to uh, Nuego and booked a room in that hotel I've talked to. Nuego. With the cool Nuego, near the Nuego Brewing Company. It's called the Muskegon River Inn. It's fantastic. The woman who takes care of us owns the place. Her name is Heather. And uh, beautiful appointed room, all brick Nuego. walls. and okay. Tiled in, double shower, heated floor in the shower. Mm. Big screen TV, nice hardwood floors, ceiling to floor ceiling uh, windows, ceiling to floor walls, sixteen foot, sixteen foot tall tin ceilings, chandelier in the tin middle of the ceilings. room, tin ceilings. But the walls were the walls were floor to ceiling though, right? Uh, yeah, except in one spot where there's a giant hole, I got lost in it for about seemed like. 15 I think they minutes, call it a window. It actually was, but it actually was 76 days I was gone. But my wife waited. She's a good woman. Well, that, ex- that explains our So I've our gone absence. undercover now. I've gone undercover now. You can't see my eyes. Yes. You're, <laughs> we, we, uh, everyone listening should uh, pay for the uh, Patreon video feed to see this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's well worth yes. it. Spend your good money here. Bring it on. Cool. Bring it out. And so we got snowfall when we were up did there. You? It started snowing when I was fishing, and uh, the area we left gathered eight inches of snow. While here at home, we had about an inch. We woke up to this morning. Nice. I'm yet to winterize, but it's 57 degrees this weekend, so I will dedicate my resources to that. I'm taking a trip. I'm going uh, back east to uh, fish with my brother Tim in, uh, um, among other places, uh, uh, the Oak uh, River, which feeds off uh, Lake Ontario. 
and has the best year of brown trout that it's had in decades. That's right. According, according to the, the gossip online? Uh, video. Yeah, I mean, it's more than gossip. It's, it's footage. <laughs> it's documentary level degree footage of men with fish and women, but mostly men. Um, so look, look, man, we're we're getting close to a point where you can't even believe uh, video footage anymore. So just well, be wary. You predicted it. Just saying. And you predicted it pretty much to the month. Um, and I'll tell you what. Um, I watched Bill Maher the other day, and this dude. I'd have to search out his name. I can't remember, but he was smart and. Uh, he talked about this new drug that reduces addictions uh, to food, to booze, to everything as more important to the future of the world than AI. And he described the industries that are created by obesity, the replacement uh, surgeries and the bone restructuring and the hospitals and the sickness and the mortuaries the whole industry of sickness aging and death and if anybody gets in the way of that holy shit the whole world comes to a freaking completely new dimension and as a result right now Res, um, uh, purchase future purchase of products are being premonitioned by the prediction of weight loss. Yes, airlines are going to recover billions of dollars because people won't weigh so much. Industries are assessing. <laughs> what will happen when people don't have to replace their fucking knees anymore because they're obese. When you add it all up, it's trillion dollars. And this dude on Bill Maher talked about it at length. It would be a, it would be a worthwhile clip to, to look up and listen to. It was one of those moments where, in a very great oral paragraph, this guy nailed exactly why this important point how he, how he could make this important point clear. Was it this week? Uh, no, I don't want to say that. Um, it was the episode that uh, Andrew Cuomo yes, so, was yeah. on. So I think you're thinking of Scott, uh, Scott, Scott Galloway. That's him. That's him. And he's a, he's a health writer, is he not? Uh, he's a clinical professor... Uh, of marketing for the New York University Stern School of Business, public speaker, author, podcast host. Yeah, there's... I wonder if some of the people listen to him listen to us. I'm sure, for sure. Uh, Petre. Hey, well... He never... Welcome, Galloway heads. uh, To Welcome. Let's give him the Galloway sign. Yes, Galloway! Uh... G L O R I 
gallery. Uh, yeah, the pretty good, huh? Very, very, very good. Pretty good, I will, huh? I will have now. I have you, to link to him. You can't ignore it. when I do something like that. You can't ignore it and move on. You had to like comment. No, that was that was yeah. amazing. I, I was thinking of huh. Um, huh. the the Steve Winwood uh, Valerie song. We're saying Galloway, but I can't conjure that at the moment. Uh, anyway, mm. let's. Leave that to an exercise for the listener, or half a listener, or whatever. Uh, so, what one thing we have to talk about is my magnificent uh, AI artwork of us. <laughs> so, there's now this thing. Uh, there was. Th- it's so, it's so dumb that they name that the Open AI company named their um, named their image generation Dal E uh, as a joke with Salvador Dali and the Wall-E uh, Pixar movie. Uh, but now there's the, there's a new version called Dolly Three that you can just uh, you just type text to and it and it comes up with with it it will come up with an image for whatever you asked for. Uh, so I uh, can you show me those or do I need to go to the? You might need to no, that's go too find them, but. I asked them. Uh, I asked it, them. <clears throat> I asked it. Uh, make me a movie poster of a seventy-year-old man with an unkempt white hair and in a beard in a podcasting studio with a forty-year-old man. See how I made you older and me younger. Uh, with short brown hair and green eyes, uh, and they're making each other laugh. Tumblers of whiskey are on the table. That's that's what I gave it, and it came up. It came back to me with this image that will be the show art for this episode for sure. Uh, and you need to go to uh, happyhour.fm/slash one nine seven to see that for sure. Uh, but one nine seven we're getting so close we it, like if we hadn't fucked around this past month we would have been up to 200 already but we're not there yet well uh, for for nothing other than posterity i would assume yes uh so anyway it came up with these with these images of this old geezer that kind of looks like dennis and this young guy that doesn't, doesn't well, i don't know that like he looks like he, me the but younger doesn't look the, like me at all either no, 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 and that's not what it's about. It it captures, in fact, the spirit of it yes. in in a in a in a in a in a in a way that is kind of multidimensional. Um, and it's sort of like so. In what world uh, can we look at that uh, is doing the same kind of thing we're doing, and we get two glimpses into what that world looks yes, like? Yes, you know? exactly. 
and it's it's not intended to be a copy. It's not intended to be identical by any stretch. Intended to be the same parameters of this joyous thing. Yes, and 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 those are and those are two. I'll tell you, they're very happy. They're they're both shots are two people having a great time. Indeed, indeed, which is what we strive to achieve here. Uh, indeed, indeed, as we try to achieve what we strive to achieve, what we try to achieve, what we achieve. <laughs> yeah. That could make me uh, go into a coughing rage. Let's... Anyway, so I contracted uh, this uh, uh, apparent uh, uh, lung problem from one of my grandchildren that results in a cough, and it's been two weeks in the making. I've been on steroids that were supposed to knock it out. They didn't. What the? Uh, and uh, I was also, I'm taking a pill in lieu of a cough medicine, and I'm not sure that my habits are quite inducive to healing giving my uh, opportunity this past week to see one of my favorite local uh, rhythm and blues bands blues band uh, Gator Boys Gator Boys lead guitarist Jim Prine and did a uh, did a did a, a Can full you first to John? set um, uh, in, of, of course a question don't know um but I played with the dude. In fact, I, I had to tell you a story I thought was funny where, you know, I'm playing harp with this dude. And he's singing this great blues tune. We've got a rhythm guitar player who's up from the crowd. we got a, a drummer who's up from the crowd. And this we're killing it, you know. We're having fun with it. And to be funny, when it was over... I said in kind of a hillbilly accent you? to be funny. I said, "God damn it, boys! We's making music." <laughs> to which, which I kind of yelled, you know. <laughs> to which the this dude, the lead guy, the Jim Prine, looked at me and said, <laughs> "Take it easy, Grandpa. <laughs> Take it." Take it easy, Grandpa. Yeah. You know, you know. Sort of like to say, "There's more to come." He said, "What do you got?" And I said, "You give me the key, and I'll play it." And we did for like three, four tunes. Nice. I love this very gracious, uh, gracious musician. But um, I'll tell you a more recent story that you know how much is enjoyed. But how how great is that that you can just like. Say a key, and then just jam out with each other, like yeah. knowing. So point case that case in point. You know Tom Duffield, the piano player I've talked about many, many, many times. I sit down with him. Well, he's put together a little three-man band with a mic on lead guitar and the best drummer, one of the best drummers. Sometimes not the best drummer, John. Uh, Joe uh, Garcia on drums and they got this threesome and Tom does a little bit of singing Joe doesn't do much Mike doesn't do any and after 
in the first three or four tunes in this wonderful place that you will recall me talking about affectionately called the Sugar Bowl, where the seats in the place were eight to ten people, mostly people who were family and friends of the band members, and then a few other people at the bar with no advertising whatsoever, no social media whatsoever. Ridiculous. But anyway, a quaint, wonderful gathering of people. And these guys are on stage, all mic'd up, ready to go, man. A threesome. And while they're playing the blues and Tom Twinkle Twinkle Keys, he he says to one of the dudes in the audience, who's a fellow musician named uh, uh, Mitch, Mitch, you got you got something you can sing to this, and Mitch put up his hands. He said, "No, I don't, but I'll bet Dennis does." <laughs> and uh, Tom looked over at me and he said, "What do you got?" And I said, "Well, what is it?" He said, "We're making it up." And I said, "Do you want me to make up the lyrics?" Yeah, baby. And he said, "It's up to you." And uh, I said, "I got this." And so I crafted a tune called Stella May. <laughs> nice. And remark later that certainly any song that has it as central character, Stella May, is going to be a pretty good blues tune. Pretty good blues tune. And so from that point forward, I got to play harp and sing with them for two hours. Nice, nice. Sitting at the table closest to the, closest to the band, you know, 12, 15 people there, just... What a time, man. What a time. Nice, nice, baby. So, today is a holiday in Spain. Today being November the 1st. Do you know what holiday today is? It's All Souls Day. Indeed. And do you know what Spaniards do on that day? Yes, they commemorate the dead in all sorts of uh, parades and, and private uh, sessions and with candles and fire and smoke. Good guess. Good, good guess. Uh, but no. What's in a guess? No. I'm right. No. No. Uh, <clears throat> the Spaniards all go and buy flowers and take them to this cemetery to put on the graves ah. of their ancestors. Uh, and it's a very solemn day. But it is... It's better for the florists than Valentine's Day. Like, they sell more oh, flowers. I would imagine. Uh, because... There's more people dead than who are in love. That is so true. That is... that. Quote me. Like, I'm going to put Quote that on me. my Valentine next, next, next February. Maybe that's our subtitle. <laughs> yes. Could be our subtitle. Hey, baby. There's more people uh, dead more people than dead who are in than, love. Than, than love each other, like us. Yes, how sweet. <laughs> <laughs> there are more people dead than those that love you. Yeah. Uh, so that's a uh, huge thing today. But because I work for this um, for this liberal Swedish company that respects local holidays. Uh, I was not working today, so that was pretty cool. Isn't that something? Yeah. I'll tell you, man, you got the life, bro. You got the life. Yeah, it doesn't uh, it doesn't suck that much. And 
So uh, I'll tell you a, a great uh, thing that happened to us. We drove north to Nuevo and uh, went to our uh, hotel. Can, can you take a Winnebago to Nuevo? As far as we go. Yeah, okay. Continue. It's, uh, uh, we go right by Otsego. There you go. Continue. Hey, so uh, let's look the glass to uh, Big the, Mike. Uh, passing of, of of what I call Sasquatch Mike. Yes, uh, when my father was here, uh, he and I obviously he did most of the work. Uh, he wrote a song to be sung at. Uh, at Mike's wake, and Big Mike, and uh, and he and he sent that to me, and I and I took it, and I and I sent it directly to uh, ChatGPT, and I said, "Hey, give me some chords for this song that are happy," and it gave me back some chords, and I was like. No, that's too happy. Give me throw an A minor in there somewhere, and then it gave me back another set of chords that I liked better, and I worked those out. And uh, in theory, those are going to be performed by uh, Doctor Pud and potentially Mr. Shirley uh, at at oh, a yeah. performance. Uh, Phil's got some skill, man. Uh, so that will be. Um, my contribution uh, it's a beautiful song about how amazing and loving uh, our friend Mike was uh, as I mentioned maybe in an email thread that you were on he's the only one of our North Carolina friends that has actually come to see me in my town like he he's he, he planned a vacation in northern Spain and said, hey, I'm going to be coming through your, your area. And he got up with me and he met up with me and he came to my house and then we went out to a bar for a drink and then he went on his way. But uh, just how crazy that is that that happened even uh, is, is kind of beautiful. So He's an adventure at the heart of him an adventure and like a lot of adventures is off on his own I mean I remember when we were golfing down in uh, Myrtle Beach one year that uh, Mike in a golf club is like a, a crazy uh, a geometric shape that doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> he's so big and the golf clubs are so small and he kept shanking them into the woods again and again. But when he shanked them, he shanked them 180 yards because yeah. he was so big. And uh, that set him off um, uh, to go search for balls. Yes. And he became so enamored with finding balls and searching for balls that as he went just off the edge of the uh, deep rough into the woods 
you could see his figure coming and going, picking up and finding balls, and if you, the light was just right, you were sure that it was Sasquatch. Yes. With his six foot five frame and his his uh, his uh, uh, his peculiar gait, as he shuffled through to find these balls, and he was the, he was the Sasquatch Mike. <laughs> my my one of my favorite memories of him is where you know we have this like storytelling competition uh, at this golf outing that we do, and. Uh, he wrote this fucking poem on the back yes. of one of the score sheets or whatever and he recited this beautiful beautiful like rhyming poem and it moved all of us to start uh, to start humming the um, uh, the hymn of the republic or whatever uh, it is <laughs> and it was just such a moving, moving. My eyes have seen the glory yeah. of the coming it's, of the exactly. Lord. Exactly that. That yes. it, it, we were all humming that, and it was so just patriotic and beautiful. And uh, for a long time, and after that happened, I found that piece of paper and I put it in my suitcase. And for a long time, I had that just like traveling with me wherever I went in my suitcase. And it's I can't imagine that I would have thrown that piece of paper away, but uh, you haven't seen, I haven't it, seen it lately. So I suspect yeah. it's probably around somewhere, but um, but well, but I, I do, so. I think, I'm pretty sure I have a video of that particular uh, moment, and just how glorious that was. We were all so so gloriously moved by just his words and his presentation and his stature of standing up and, and presenting that to us Delivered. it was just glorious well he was a performer you know and his life was performing art I mean Mike Mike loved the idea of what he did and what he could do and when he uh, would just leave and go somewhere and do something and, and for example getting on a friend's boat and deciding they were going to go all the way around the Michigan Peninsula through the Mackinac Straits and back again but not really tell anybody <laughs> where, where he was, what he had done where he was going when he'd be back but it was an adventure and him Standing in the wind of the hull of this all wooden boat that him and his oldest friend on earth, Marty, had bought and renovated. Marty, in fact, a man who, young man, who when Mike Masterson went to his first day of school and reported to the dorms, he met a young man in his room whose name was Marty, and it was his first roommate. Aww. And uh, this is the guy who, 40, 50 years later, has an all-wooden freaking walnut boat that he's restored. And there they are, dashing over the waves through Mackinac Strait. And the last thing that is on Mike's mind is anybody that he needs to talk to. Right. He, because he's present in the he's, moment, so present. He's in the moment. It's a moment that it's it's 
you know, which, it's it's a big moment. Which, which is we he should all strive full, to. Mike that. was full of large moments. Mike was full of large moments. Yes. Mike was full of, of pronounced moments. That's why the stories are so uh, prolific. And grand, yeah. And his middle name was Danger Is My Business. And so um, no risk taking is ever worth not taking the risk. <laughs> you, can, you can put that as an epitaph. No risk taking is ever not worth <laughs> worth not taking the risk yes in that's, other words yeah. just fucking do it don't worry about the gas can don't worry yeah. about the spark plugs don't worry about the lights on the shore don't worry about a map don't worry about a compass one image that I have that's got to be inlaid in the whole uh, mic Big Mike story is as we were driving um, in the back of his truck uh, toward a place to put a boat in that we were hauling behind us. We passed a boat that was partially in the woods that had been there for some time. Oh, no. His older boat. And hanging in the boat was a rod and reel. And on the end of the hook, was the carcass just the bones of a fish <laughs> that it that had been there for whatever length of time it takes to just be the bones <laughs> of a fish and I looked over at John White I believe it was and I looked at him and I pointed to him and I said this is everything you need to know about Mike <laughs> that's beautiful this is it forget that boat and that pole we we got a new one behind us. It's a better deal. Wow. Oh Lord God, he was he was no he was no caution to the wind. He was the antithesis of planning. He is the uh, he is the uh, the uh, antithesis. Which of uh, it's a th going with the flow. Yeah, it's a thing that I think we should all strive to be to some extent, right? Because I think a lot of us... Not to the... To some, to some extent. quickly, not to the extent that he was. Yes, but, um, but, but we, we all get in our heads sometimes about uh, what if, what if, what if. And the, if we could be more... Like, Jesus, you just said, just do it. But, you know, be like Mike uh, is another... Nike slogan that their lawyers are going to sue us over, uh, but uh, I doubt it. The sue so what six dollars and thirteen cents? That's that's not even what we're making this year, let alone a month. Uh, that's all I have in my pocket. That's but what I'm saying. The uh, yeah, that that sense of yeah, fuck it, let's do it. You know uh, of. This, this could go horribly wrong, but uh, but let's mm, let's just see where this goes or whatever. Like that's uh, that level of uh, just living life is should be respected, and uh, I think we do. 
Yeah, he was. Uh, I, I heard a story about at, one at, time, maybe you were there, where there was something about fire and drums. Oh, yes. Tell me the story. So it was actually, it was the first time I met Mike. And it was out in one of, as I learned later, to be one of his many, 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 many homes that he bought. And it was this very strange Was he super wealthy or was he just like... No, uh, he was just smart. Smart, okay. He would just sell something and make some money and then use it as a down payment and make a little more money. And, you know, he was smart. He knew how to... He knew how to move money. He knew how to make money, but anyway, in this pro and he bought properties that made good resale. You know, this one was out in the country, but it was strange because it was a baked, what I call a baked cinder block house. Meaning, it was cinder block, but because the outside was baked a brown, it was gorgeous. And um, he had a uh, Halloween party. And uh, Nikki and I. This is I, good, good and, for our uh, for our current recording date. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. Being All Souls Day, as we said. And uh, I remember that year I went as a marijuana garden. You. And so yes, and so what what the central piece of the costume? There were two central pieces. One was. I roped to my body corn stalks that made me, in fact, uh, almost uh, seven feet tall. And that was central. But the secondary was a pumpkin, a carved out pumpkin mask that was heavier than what made sense for me to have to control it. But I was inside the pumpkin head. And then in my hands for 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 uh, for staffs. So bad. Right, two staffs like walking sticks, were in fact corn stalk, but reinforced corn stalk, and then tied to my back. Right, over the top of my head, by the corn stalks, yes. was a marijuana plant that had a large bud hanging from it. And all through the evening, I would go up to people. They would they would pinch a little bud, you know, stick it in their little pipe or whatever. But that night, uh, my costume deteriorated as the night went on. And Mike talked about it for years, about the mess I made. But back to the story of the drums, that night, there was this event, this, this, this event, like... Almost like a stage show. What, can you? Where in the what, distance? What's uh, is this like 1985 oh, or 90 I'm, or what? I'm I'm 30 years old, so it's 1984. Okay, 85, we'll say. You know, okay. and uh, and uh, so there, we're all in the back of the house, off the deck, and then somewhat down, away from the house, in a like at the bottom of the lawn. Mike has done a bonfire. It's 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 actually safely more appropriately away from the house than Mike has ever done anything <laughs> since. But it also was it was kind of far away from the house. And what I saw without any explanation was him taking his drum set piece by piece by piece 
and lifting it over his head and throwing it into the fire where it caught on fire to the how the interesting awkward awkward applause of the the group and Mr. Garden Man marijuana garden man wondering exactly what I was saying but here's the point as I said to him later I said hey man what was the what is the story what is the background with the drums and his fire this is super interesting because and he just looked at me he just looked at me and he said it was time man it was just time the memory is so amazing uh if you it, like there have been books written about uh, if you go and interview people that uh, know exactly where they were and what was going on when Kennedy was assassinated or 9-11 or whatever and they will tell you the details about oh this co-worker was with me or this person this, this friend or whatever and then you go and interview those other people and they have totally different stories your story yeah. is totally different from the one I've heard from who? I don't recall uh, who I heard the story from, but I recall uh, Mike doing something where he was like playing the drums as they were on fire and like no. had like lighter fluid and, and shit and the drums were on fire. Oh, well. And. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a and minute. And like, you know like what? part of the house burned down. And maybe that's a different incident. With no, no, no. Maybe I'm correcting you. And I had, I had actually forgotten. Okay, so this is what I'm like. That's how amazing memory is. Is that we, we, we want to remember a narrative, and you just fabricated a narrative with your memory of Mike and drums and fire, but that. but like every time we remember anything, we're just fabricating. It's kind of interesting. But uh, do you want to, given my prompt, do you want to uh, recall differently? There was something about like he was like. No, I kind sort of, of blue man I, group. I kind sort of, of remember. Uh, I kind of remember the entree of that. Yes, of lighter. As soon as you said it, it flashed. Lighter fluid on the drums, light them on fire, bang it a few times, pick it up and throw it into the bigger flames. I I do. That's uh, it. Okay, just so so I, maybe it was. Uh, it was the same night. I, I sort of heard. We I sort of heard that, two drum kits. I sort of heard that like it was indoors and like there was a important fire that caused problems but you're saying that this was outdoors um, and I, I wouldn't put past Mike that there would be a story like that but so all. anyway how interesting is that but uh, uh, you know uh, go well into the night uh, Sir Mike with your drums and your fire uh, we miss you and we have so I wonder sometimes about how because he was so big that everybody always expected him from the time he was born 
to be able to accomplish great things and be on his own because he was so big he could handle anything. That's got to be emotionally uh, a thing, right? He was set aside. He was set alone. He was never like everybody else, ever, ever. And when you're so physically big, yeah, like people must just not care about... If you're really small, sometimes people don't see you. There's that. But if you're really big, people don't think that you could possibly be in pain or whatever. Uh, Well, just, you know, like, right, kind of, uh, you know, proportion, monster proportionality or some type of, of... But, you know, the other thing, too, um, in his growing up with his brother, who was quite a bit older than him, um, as a second child, which I am, too, um, there's a whole psyche around uh, uh, achievement. Sure. And uh, Mike was a great achiever. He, he set his sights on stuff that just, and he made it happen. He made it happen, whether it was worldwide travel or whether it was the jobs he did. I mean, he, he was a, uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. They were, people were right about him. They were right about how much he could do on his own without help. Um, and there's a sadness in that too. Sure. There's a sadness in it because he died alone, and he wanted to. Right. Exactly. That's fierce. That's fierce independence. That's that's fierce, wild, uh, out of this world independence. Uh, True that. So yeah, that. Uh, so I should say we we lost a friend, and here's to Mike. Here's to Mike. Well, one of the uh, one of the things that was always striking with uh, Mike and I shared a lot was our love of music and the night that he had his last party with his his boys from uh, Richland, Michigan, Marty, and that whole company of men that he's known forever. There was an annual uh, birthday party that Marty and another dude. Um, name I can't recall right now but they did it annually together every year since they were 16 and now they're in their 70s Jesus Christ and that's the party that Mike was coming up to go to and uh, uh, so I picked him up at the airport and he put him up at my house and we drove and I made certain he had a plan of how he was going to get to where he was going to get. But um, one of the things that he said at the party 
related to the music and you know we were people were sitting you know getting called up and we were putting together little little three and four man bands throughout the evening you know was he told me again as he did so many times again and again one of his favorite tunes that he had never written was um, I'm so miserable since you've gone it's almost like you never left is that where you got that yes wow and so and so and so I've I have begun the uh, I've begun the writing of that's such of a that. beautiful beautiful I'm, beautiful lyric we're, we're gonna we're gonna I, I we're thought gonna that was yours because I gotta go I thought I thought that 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 was a Dennis lyric but it's not I'm so miserable since you're gone. It's almost like you never left. Yes. I'm so tired of being alone. I think that's all that I have left. Oh, those memories can't be true. Every day I argued with you. I'm so bad to reminisce. But there ain't nothing left to miss. Oh. I'm so miserable since you're gone. It's almost like you never left. These false memories that I have. Oh, I know that's all that's left. If you were come back to me. I don't think that I could see a way that it would work out because all we ever did was shout I'm so miserable since you're gone it's almost like you never left. Don't leave me here all alone. It's something I just can't accept. Nice. Big Mike. Thank you for that. Big Mike. Love you, man. I love you, man. I'm out of here. This is sad. Peace, brother. Okay, that's it for episode number 197. Rest in peace, Big Mike. We were both in tears at the end of that, I believe. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 197. You can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour. And just... Love the ones you're with, man. That's all I've got to say. 
see you next week.